golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, your host, Holly G., Along with a very, very special guest host tonight, my wingman for the evening, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing today? Well, you know, Rich B has flown the coop. He's actually up at Augusta. I got the small straw this year. Mm -hmm. So um, it is your pleasure to be (laughs) with me this evening. I guess you could say I got the small straw, too, because uh, we've got uh, plenty of other PGATour.com personnel up there, but uh, somebody else has to uh, take the uh, take one for the team, I suppose. Well, we appreciate you coming in, and for our listeners, I'm sure you recognize Jeff Shane, our longtime correspondent for the Orlando Sentinel, formerly the Orlando Sentinel, and then those bums... They got rid of the golf writer. What's up with that? How do you get rid of the golf writer in Orlando? Uh, the, the bottom line is a very, very harsh boss. Yes. That's about all I can say. Well, um, you know, I leave the rants for Rich B. So, uh, but it's great to have you here. And yes, we are on the eve of the first major of the year. You've been there many times, Jeff, as have I been fortunate enough to walk the hollow grounds of Augusta National. It's Masters Week. And I I was just thinking about this uh, this morning. This is the first year since 2000. 2001 was my first year at Augusta National. And and, uh, even when I was in between jobs before coming to Orlando, I still managed to make it up on Wednesday and catch the practice round. And this is the first year that... I have not jumped in the car uh, and, and driven up to Augusta for at least a day. Very, very uh, little out-of-body experience. And, and that's a haul. I've, I've done it before <laughs> as well. Well, we have our, our man, Rich B., uh, right there on the grounds at Augusta. Hey, Rich. Holly. I can't believe he's playing the, 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 uh, the golf clap for you there, buddy. So fill us in. Tell our listeners Holly, what it's like to walk around Augusta National. Holly, you're talking to a very lucky person here. Now, for, for all my uh, efforts in golf, you know, the one really cool thing is, uh, as a PGA member is uh, they allow us to go to the Masters free. And I, you know, you know as well as I do that that is one of the hardest tickets on the planet. I mean, you, you know, you walk out of the gate of the place, and people are clamoring. You want to sell your ticket, you know, and that's a big no-no. If you sell your ticket up there, and they find out you sold your ticket, ooh, somebody's in trouble. Now, uh, you know, there's no reason to do this because it makes a great keepsake, and you don't want to lose your privileges to be able to go to the Masters. It's so awesome there. 
That's right. Okay. And and they've got a lot of uh, undercover green shirts walking around there, and checking people out. There are people working. Uh, you know, everybody's employed in the city of Augusta at this particular week. So let me tell you, I'm in line. First thing, I'm the third guy in there on Monday morning. And it's, it is like a religious experience. You know, what? it's just such a beautiful place. You know, and, and the only thing that messes it up when you put, like, 50,000 people in there. I'm telling you, these crowds are huge. Uh, you know, during the practice rounds, I don't know if they, uh, you know, shrink it down during the weekends, but, uh, man, it is just so beautiful. I, you know, I, I don't think they own a weed whacker there. There's no such thing as a weed whacker. You don't see trees with scars on them from uh, being whipped, weed whipped, you know. They have somebody, I believe, uh, I'm picturing in my mind, somebody's cutting with a pair of scissors around the base of this tree. Oh, there's, there's, there is not even, even the sandwiches are wrapped in green tissue just in case somebody drops one on the ground so that they match the grass. Isn't that the truth, Jeff? It, it, it's absolutely the case, uh, and, and and some of the best sandwich prices out there. Oh, have you had the pimento cheese sandwich yet, Rich B? I'm not a pimento and cheese kind of guy, but I was right at the uh, uh, barbecue beef, you know, the uh, chopped beef sandwich, and uh, you know, a little egg salad. Hey, you know, these prices are great. Uh, this could be the busiest three days of retail in all of America for the uh, actually week-long um, uh, retail sales at the Masters. Uh, I can't imagine uh, anybody doing any better numbers. Uh, they, they sell so much stuff, tchotchkes, and yes, I did buy you your calendar. And uh, and, and, yes, and a tchotchke, another, yes. a bauble, a bead? Yes. Yes, that's all you get is a calendar. That's, a calendar. You know, <laughs> that's all you put in for. That's all you get, kid. Well, but, I'll you tell know, you what. You need to you need to put on your uh, hockey gear when you go into the the big merchandise tent there because it it is it is jam packed and you are really um you know you're 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 doing loved ones a favor when you go in there to buy merchandise. You know, and everybody walks out with a big fat bag of uh, you know stuff. Uh, you know, a big fat bag of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. I was behind a Japanese guy about ten years ago, Rich. I think he rang up about fifty grand on his uh, American Express. They yeah. had to cart his stuff out. Yeah, yeah I, I can imagine that. Now, you know, everybody's buying something for somebody. You know, hey, get me this, get me that. You know, that's part of the cool stuff of being able to get in. You know, uh, and to get in there and walk around. You know, and, and just the you know the respect and honor. I think Bubba Watson was saying. You know, uh, it's just you know, for it's it's the promised land for golf. You know, it just doesn't get any better than going to uh, Augusta National Golf Club and uh, seeing the beautiful grounds. It's just spectacular. Well, we'll let you go. Um, I'm sure there's still plenty of golf left to watch, Rich B. And uh, we've got a packed lineup tonight of uh, guys calling in from the press room. So we appreciate you taking a quick break out because I'm sure it's about adult beverage time for you. Yes, it is happy hour, and it's a long ride home, by the way. It's a good seven hours to uh, Orlando from here, and uh, I've got my work cut out for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, be safe, my friend. We miss you here, but uh, glad that you got a chance to catch some of the action up there. You know, Holly, you know, uh, one second. Uh, just were you good or bad in the uh, Dragon Boat races? That's, you know, I'm just saying. Oh, Rich were B. You, were you any good? Were you any good? We were, we were good. In fact, that shout-out was going to come in, uh, in, the, in the next segment. But, <laughs> yes, we, we, were, uh, we were winners. We, we won a medal, but I won't say for what place. 
All right. Way to go, Holly. Well done. I'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Be safe. Bye. All right. We're going to go straight to the press room. Someone I know you know well, Jeff Shane, from the Florida Times Union up in Jacksonville, one of our longtime golf writers in Florida, Gary Smith's calling in from the press room. Hey, Gary. Hey, how are you doing? Doing great. We've got one of your compadres here in the studio tonight, Jeff yeah, Shane. Hey. Jeff, how's it going today? Doing well. More than a compadre, Gary and I spent about yeah. five years as housemates at Augusta, uh, at the place of Mrs. Williams' old house. Yeah, and you know what? I, I love that place. It, there was no pool. You know, the water pressure wasn't great, but it was close to the course. We could have walked it if we'd have wanted to. I remember that Mark Woods and I did walk from the house to the Martha Burke protest because it was just at the end of the street. Yeah. Well, who knew we had the roomies here tonight? That's great. Hey, we never knew Jeff was around. First of all, he's the hardest, he's the hardest working guy in the, in the uh, media center because he was always the last guy. Uh, you know, it, there was there was never any question of the volume of work there. And uh, and then, like, the columns would always be so Mark Woods and Mike Freeman and Mike Bianchi just at various stages. And we get home and say, Jeff, you want to go out to dinner? No, I still got to work. I still got to write a bar. I still got to write a notebook, and and uh, we 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 kind of felt bad, but uh, you know, it's uh, it, 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 it's it's a fun time. It's still fun coming there. I'm sure. I'm sure Jeff misses the atmosphere. Well, we we we, and, we miss uh, him at the and, Sentinel, but uh, the PGA Tour dot com got a great uh, new reporter. So, uh, and you know what? That's good as long as you write summer, because Jeff Jeff, you do you do a great job, and and all I can say is the Orlando Sentinel is uh, they've. It's not the first time they made a dumb decision. How about that? <laughs> all right, Gary, give that. us give us the scoop. First of all, let's start off. Uh, one of the great traditions at Augusta on Wednesday is the par three contest. So, uh, how's it shaping up out there? Have they finished? Well, well yeah, they're finished. It was, they finished about a five way tie for first uh, four under, which would be a twenty three. And uh, the biggest name among that was Phil Phil Ty, uh was among the guys tied. So, uh, and, and you know, score doesn't really matter. They They've even posted a notice for the players that they're only going to count scores on guys who hole out on all nine holes because, you know, it kind of got a little bit of form on guys that scrape it away or they. Well, nobody nobody wants to win like because, you know, there's kind yeah. of a voodoo curse on, in terms of the winner of the par three. Padraig's well, won it three times, and that hasn't helped him put a green jacket on. Well, it never really helps anybody, but yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good time. The, the highlight, I guess the well, of course, ben, one of the highlight had to be Ben Crenshaw, 61 years old, making a, a hole in one uh, in the par three tournament on the seventh hole. Get out! And uh, yeah, yeah. And then the low light was Rory McIlroy had Caroline Wozniacki uh, caddying for him, his his girlfriend, who is a you know a, a world class tennis player. And she one of the holes had water right in front, and she uh, duffed one. He let her hit one. Duffed it about twenty yards into the water. I mean, it didn't. It never had a chance. And I kept telling myself, you know, she's a world class tennis player. Isn't she a good enough athlete to be able to hit it further than that? Well, it just yeah. shows how tough this game is, right? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So give us and, a. Uh, g- so so it, and all the kids look cute and this, that, and the other. And you know, there's a few curmudgeons in the media who think that the the par three contest has just turned into, uh, you know, some warm and fuzzy programming for ESPN. Because they never really televised the par three until ESPN became a broadcast partner, and uh, so you know it's just it's it's unorganized and you know it, it you know too many of the kids caddy and you know, stuff like that and everything and and I say you know what I applaud a tournament like this 
where there's a lot of formal, even stuffy traditions where for one afternoon the fans can kind of have a lot of fun, the players can have some fun, they can bring their kids out there. I don't see a bit of problem with it. Absolutely, and considering that we're you know, focused on growing the game and certainly making mm-hmm. it more attractive to young kids, I couldn't mm-hmm. agree with you more. And watched uh, Brian Gay's daughter... Uh, <laughs> With a little bit of a of a putt there on one of the holes, but it was good to see one of our yeah. local guys out there with his with his kids. Yeah, and of course we had Jack Arnie and Gary uh, playing as a group again in the uh, par three, and that was you know that's always a a big thrill for the fans here. You know the, the golf fans of Augusta, if nothing else, they appreciate history, and they will never get to you know if Arnie's if Arnold and Jack and Gary still wanted to play and go out there and shoot a hundred, people would still watch and they still cheer. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, let's uh, turn to uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, this is when, you know, the guys start to get a little tight in the throat, in the chest. The knees start to knock a little bit. There's no tournament like the Masters and having to hit that first tee shot. Tell us what's sure, going on. Right. You know, yeah. You know, Phil said yesterday that, that, you know, he still gets nervous. He's won this three times. Jim Furyk is making a 17th Masters start this week. He's made 14 out of 16 cuts. And he says he's still learning every year he plays here, so uh, you know it's it's a it's it's a unique situation. Now, as far as you know, obviously there was I saw an email earlier today where somebody sent out a compilation of the of the betting favorites from uh, Las Vegas books, and of course Tiger's favorite is seven to two. Uh, the next is Roy McIlroy at twelve to one. Uh, you know, so the way Tiger is played, I, there can't really be any other. Uh, favorite however he's he's come into this tournament before having won a couple and and so have other people and and haven't won it and everything you know there's no guarantees on this i mean we, we've had guys who missed a lot of cuts coming to this tournament and somehow and somehow won it um lynn matisse in that 2003 made a playoff and he'd been playing pretty awful before that uh it does different things to different people and it's it's the great thing about this is this course has kind of been built for the bombers, but the you know the short guys keep kind of sneaking in there. You know, Mike Weir, Chris Marco gets to a playoff in 2005. You know, uh, but there's no denying that the Longhorns do have a little bit of an advantage. Uh, nobody really expects Bubba Watson to repeat. Uh, that was totally unexpected last year. You never know which Bubba Watson is going to show up on the tee every day. You know, you got the Tiger factor. Is is Rory playing well enough? You know, he did okay last week, but does that translate into playing well enough to win this tournament? Uh, I always think that, you know, I was asked, my favorite, I think a real, it can, I don't know if he can be a dark horse and have, have won this tournament two years ago, but I think Charles Horsell is, is flying under the radar here. Uh, he, obviously, he can win here because he proved it, and, he, you know, the only guy who ever birdied the last four holes to win the Masters, and he, in the first couple of months of the European Tour season, he was the hottest guy out there. I mean, he went five or six tournaments where he had, you know, he won one in a couple of seconds and a third, and uh, he's still playing pretty good. So uh, I say watch out for that guy. Well, the um, depth in the field is, you know, just uh, amazing. What a lot of people don't know is Augusta is an invitational, so there are 93 invitations sent out. It's somewhat of a limited field. But the interesting news that they announced today, Jeff, was the fact that they're going to um, increase the – they're, they're going to make all the full field events uh, or all the full points events uh, 
mm-hmm. Masters Invitations that uh, all the fall events that previously did not uh, get them now. So that creates six more spots for players to get in. To compensate for that, you can't finish between 13th and 16th at Augusta anymore. That yeah. doesn't get you an invite back or between 5 and 8 at the U.S. Open. And they're going to increase the 36-hole cut from 44 and ties to 50 and ties. So I, yeah, I think it just makes yeah, for even more exciting weekend, groups, yeah. you know, more uh, of an exciting I, weekend, I, Gary. I like, yeah, I like that idea. I, I don't I don't mind them increasing the cut. Uh, the thing is, even 50 is a small amount to move around a golf course. If we get the rain late tomorrow and early Friday is expected, it's conceivable that we might have to finish the second round on Saturday morning. But the weekend looks good, and, you know, they, they know what they're doing out here, and it's never a difficulty. You could have you could lose a whole day to rain, and 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 that has happened in recent years. And they still wind up uh, finishing. It's been a long, long time since we had a Monday finish. Uh, they usually get around. The let's hope. Let's hope not about. for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We'd exactly. like to see it end on Sunday. So who's your pick, yeah, Gary? Uh, Putting you on the spot. Well, I just mentioned. I just mentioned Charles. I'm going to go with Charles Fortzel. All right, I love it. Okay. All what right, Gary. All right, Gary Smith from the Florida Times Union up in Jacksonville calling in live from Augusta. We so appreciate your time on the Golf Insiders tonight, my friend. See you, Rumi. Nope. All right, you're listening to the Golf Insiders 740, the game. We have a packed lineup tonight. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Masters theme song brings tears to your eyes. This is Holly G and the Golf Insiders with our Masters preview in the house. Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. And we're going to go straight to one of our favorite golf insiders. And we've been missing him. Brian Hewitt from GlobalGolfPost.com. Hey, Brian. Holly, how are you doing? Doing well. Good to hear from you, my friend. I think well, we're maybe the only up. three people that are still left in the golf biz here in Orlando this week. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know that you've got Jeff in there as well. <laughs> so, we should uh, hold a, hold a uh, leftovers master's watching party somewhere at Dubstred or something, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, somewhere out on Sand Lake, yeah, right. <laughs> well, Brian, being the big dog over there at Global Golf Post, let's, um, let's run down the field globally, all right? Let's start with okay. the Irish. Well, uh, there were three of them together in the uh, par three, uh, uh, and I'm talking about the uh, the Northern Irish, uh, Graham McDowell, Rory, and Alan Dunbar, a very talented Irish amateur. And uh, I guess I don't have the field in, on a piece of paper in front of me, but the other Irishman would be uh, would be Mr. Harrington. Uh, I personally like I personally like Rory uh, a lot. Uh, I think he he might be he's he's young enough and talented enough to to sort of pull this off to to sort of get his game together just at the last minute, which he seems to be doing. And I'm a huge Graham McDowell fan just because you know we're not supposed to root for anybody, but he's such a good guy uh, that uh, uh, anything good that he does, I'm always happy to see. Yeah, and has um, a major under his belt as well, so. Yeah. Uh, that could bode well for him, and his game seems to be started out a little slow, but Jeff, I think it's coming around, don't you? No, it really has. He, he had a couple of uh, top 10 finishes uh, coming into the Florida swing and, and exiting, and uh, for once, I mean, he's talked a lot about the pressure that he felt as a U.S. Open champion and trying to live up yeah. to that, 
And now I think he's just now starting to get back to playing the way that we remember him playing and the way that actually got him a major championship. Yeah, he's, he was a little uh, lukewarm at the Ryder Cup last year, and he knew it. He's got a lot going on in his life, but he's a fighter. Uh, I know that's kind of an old cliche, but he's, he's, a, he's a fighter, and he won't back off. And, and I, I mean this in a good way. If, if Zach Johnson can win a Masters, uh, Graham McDowell can win a Masters. Their, their, their games are similar in terms of they don't overpower a golf course, but they're both extremely tenacious. So uh, uh, he's certainly, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd, put, I'd put McDowell in my, if I had to list 15 guys that I thought had a chance, he'd be in my top 15. All right, let's turn to the Brits. How about Luke Donald? You know, I just don't think uh, 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 another guy I really like. I mean, I you know, we, we both share a Northwestern University connection, and uh, I've, I've had a chance to be around him a little bit. He's he's a he's he's a wonderful guy. He hits the ball, particularly with his irons, at, at right out of the meat of the club face on just about every swing, and he's got a swing that's to die for. Holly, I just don't think that that the first major he wins, I don't think it's going to be at Augusta National. I don't think that's his ballpark, if you will. And what about um, the guy who's carrying the mantle quite heavily, uh, the first winner to not win a major yet, Lee Westwood? Yeah, 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 and the key word there is yet. Uh, and the other guy is Justin Rose, who very quietly, and I'll get to Westwood in just a second, but Justin Rose's record at Augusta National is really good. Uh, and he's, he's in the top five in the world rankings. Um, he's my pick uh, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, he, he wouldn't, you know, uh, uh, where the azaleas and the, and the dog wouldn't bloom, a rose uh, uh, might uh, uh, rise you know, to the top. Um, come to the far. I was trying to get something poetic there, and I, I <laughs> Jeff knows how that works. It's a lot easier when you're sitting in front of a, a word processor to get it just right than when you're talking live. The we delete button is a wonderful thing. Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the delete button or the delete character just to go backwards and erase words at a time. A lot of people have forgotten that the last Masters that Phil Nicholson won, his third Masters, Lee Westwood hung with him. Uh, well into Sunday. Um, I mean, they didn't. Uh, Phil didn't start to separate until I want to say around the 13th or 14th hole. Um, we remember the the incredible shot he hit on the 13th, don't we? The six iron from the pine straw. Lee Westwood was the guy that was hanging with him. So anybody who thinks that Lee Westwood can't play Augusta National because he doesn't putt and chip well enough, um, take a look at Lee Westwood's record at, at the Masters. It's not. It's not too shabby. Well, speaking of hanging in there, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, who was in the playoff with Bubba last year, let's turn to the South Africans. Well, there's there's a million of them. Um, <laughs> it uh, seems the, that way. The, the funny thing about the South Africans, funny is not the right word, uh, but is that there's a President's Cup later this year, and there could be seven or eight. I think Jeff knows this: seven or eight South Africans on the on the uh, international team. I mean, and Nick Price, of course, is the captain. Um, I don't think Trevor Immelman, a, a former Masters champ, is, is ready yet. Um, Brandon Grace has gone off form a little bit. The guy that I kind of like as a deep, deep dark horse, and I say this as a guy who might be leading after 18 or 36 holes, uh, is uh, George Kotsia. Uh, uh, not too many people know about him. He's a, he's a strong guy with a good touch. And then, of course, there's Ernie. Uh, and uh, I, I know I'm forgetting uh, I'm forgetting somebody else right now because I don't have the list in front of me. Um, 
Uh, help me out, Jeff. Who are the Actually, other you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Clark say... uh, is about the only one that uh, I don't think you have managed to mention at some point. We've already talked about Charles, so... Well, uh, yeah, you guys already have. I mean, uh, uh, Charles, 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 to me, is a little bit of a, a an enigma right now. He, he's, he's been sort of hot and cold this year. Um, he was supposed to win the match play, and, and I think he went out in the first round. Um, and, and as far as Wustazen goes, I practiced saying that last name. Uh, <laughs> it's as bad as Gagan. Anybody, exactly. There you go. <laughs> anybody Don't buy a vowel. Make it, anybody who could... <laughs> Anybody who can make a two on the second hole at Augusta National, because I, I stand up there a lot when I go. I've covered about ten Masters live, and it's it's fun to watch the second shots into the second hole of par five. Anybody who can make a two there is is always a threat in my book. And and the guy, you know, he's got one of those swings that's really going to stand up over four days, which is which is something you really you really need at at Augusta National. So uh, I like. I like Wustazen a little bit more than Charles this time around. Well, we can't uh, not forget the Aussies, and in particular, Adam Scott, who is another one on my radar for this weekend. Um, give us the rundown there. He's my second pick. I, I, uh, I have this. It's a, it's a feeling. It's a hunch. Uh, Tiger's everybody's first pick, and anybody who didn't have Tiger as their first pick is just fooling themselves. Um uh, Adam Scott is, I mean, that, that place is, was built for him. He also has had a very good record there. He was in that, uh, when, when Schwartzel won that mad race to the finish a couple of years ago, Scott was one of the guys along with Jason Day, uh, who's another Aussie, by, who I like, by the way. But Adam Scott, he, you know, he hits it long, he hits it high. Uh, he's got something to, to prove uh, after failing in the, uh, uh, the British Open last year, bogeying the last four holes. And, and if you haven't already said it on your show yet, no Australian has ever won the Masters. It's kind of hard to believe. Um, Greg Norman came about as close as you can. And, uh, you know, one of these years is going to happen. I, I really like the way this whole thing is setting up for, uh, for Adam Scott. Well, wouldn't that be a great um, uh, feather in his cap after what happened at the British last year? Yeah, yeah. And I think he handled that pretty well. Uh, he didn't handle it very well on, on the four holes that he bogeyed, but afterwards he seemed to, uh, it didn't seem to crush him. Uh, he he uh, uh, either he had a really good shrink or he's just, or he's just got it all figured out inside his own head all by himself. But I, I don't see him being damaged goods after what happened at the British. Uh, uh, so I, I, uh, I, 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 I think he's, and I think he's a guy, again, this is a cliche, but I think he's one of those guys. If he won one mat, one major, um, he'd have two or three or four before you knew it. We're talking to Brian Hewitt from Global Golf Post. I know you got to run. I got one last question um, because these two, one has won before, and they always seem to be in the hunt, um, of course. And Hal Cabrera and Sergio Garcia. What do you think about Sergio's chances? His game seems to be uh, perking up, too. Yes. Uh, Cabrera, I think you can rule out off of recent form. Um, a wonderful talent, long hitter, won a couple of majors. Sergio, I'm a little concerned, Holly, that he's burned himself out. He's been playing an awful lot of golf. He's been playing good golf, but I think he might be arriving a little bit too crispy, a little a little overplayed. You have to be, you have to have a certain freshness when you arrive. I'm not sure he has that. And Holly, if you would allow me to to make one more point before before I go, I would, uh, and Jeff will appreciate this. Uh, Ron Green Jr., who now uh, is is our lead staff writer, is. Uh, attending his 35th Masters 
and his father, Ron mm-hmm. Green Sr., has uh, this is his 60th uh, Masters, and uh, between the two of them, this is Ron Green Jr., Ron Green Sr., father and son, they have covered more than 90 Masters. Wow. Uh, right inside right inside the family. And, and we've got a very nice piece. And that's the other thing I wanted to say. We are pub- starting tomorrow. Global Golf Post is publishing daily through Monday, uh, which is something we've never done before at the majors. As you know, we're typically just a weekly. Well, we're, we're going daily during the majors this year. So starting tomorrow morning, you can get Global Golf, Golf Post. You can get it Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and Monday morning. And Ron Green Jr. has a very nice piece in tomorrow morning's Global Golf Post about him and his father and all the masters that they've covered. Oh, that's just fantastic. I love it. I'm going to have my GGP with my cup of joe for the next four days. Thank you so much, Brian Hewitt, Global Golf Post. Check them out. Check it out online. One of the best, best publications we have out there. Thanks, Brian, so much. Thanks, Holly. Jeff, take care. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game, previewing the Masters. Stay with us. We've got Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. We're back. The Golf Insiders on the eve of the Masters. In the house, Holly G, along with our very special guest host tonight, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. And without further ado, we're going straight back to Augusta live in the press room with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel because he's going on the air. And we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. Hey, how, how big is the uh, crew that uh, you've taken over Augusta Country Club with? <laughs> well, it's not just Augusta Country Club, but Augusta National as well. I, I, I know it's at least 100. Uh, but we have two hotels and a number of houses rented all across uh, Augusta. So we are giving back to the economic development of the city of Augusta, the Golf Channel is. You grow much more. You're going to be rivaling Augusta Nationals, uh, <laughs> giving back to Augusta economy. I wouldn't put it at the same level as the people who wear the green jackets, but you know, we are helping out as much as we can. Well, your uh, you know, coverage, is. this is just the, the week that um, the Golf Channel shines, and we appreciate you spending some time, Todd, because you have been working your tail off bringing us some great uh, reports. Quick uh, question for you. You know, of course, I think Tiger is everybody's pick, and he's the number one pick with all the bookies. But I was reading some statistics that says that this time last year, Tiger ranked 55th in driving accuracy. Now he ranks 147th. He ranked 29th in greens and regulation, now 76th. And in overall ball striking, 12th a year ago, 79th now. So uh, I don't know that Tiger's a sure thing here. Obviously, his putting is lights out right now. Give us, give us your thoughts. Well, also this time last year, Tiger Woods had one victory uh, in his last 30 months. Now he's got five more. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and some tournaments, although he has won at these other courses many, many times before, I'm talking about Bay Hill, Doral, um, in Dublin, Ohio, at the Memorial, and so on. Still, there are world-class fields there. So that's where the confidence is built. I mean, sure, he may be missing more fairways. Sure, he may be not hitting as many greens as he did a year ago. But at the same time, he's holding more trophies, and that's the most important thing. When you have that bit of confidence, knowing that you can win coming to a major championship, it is invaluable. All right, tell us about Phil. 
and this Frankenwood that he's testing out, Mr. <laughs> Mad Scientist that he is. Yeah, from what I, I, I from what I understand from the people at Callaway, it's got a lot of workability, uh, but still it's got as much length or close to the same length as, as the driver that he uses. And that driver is what, you know, was the big reason that he got to win this year in Scottsdale. Uh, I hope it works out. I mean, historically, Phil has gone to the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines without a driver. He's come to this event. He's won with, or he's played with two drivers. Uh, so, you know, sometimes Phil is always getting in his own way. I shouldn't say always, but sometimes he does. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see how, how it works. That's Phil. That's why we love Phil. Phil, I, if you look at the results, as I said on, uh, on the range last week, look at his results this year. And, and if it was a graph chart, it would look like an EKG. It's up and down, up <laughs> yep. and down. But, uh, you know, he's not consistent. But at the same time, that's why we love him. He, you just never know what you're going to get. Well, you did a great feature on the 14-year-old uh, who's in the field from China. I'm not even going to try the name. It's as bad as trying to pronounce my last name, Todd. Tell us about right, here, this let's, kid. Let's do, it, let's do it together. Come on, say it with me. Tian Long Wong. Tian Long Wong. Wong. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, what about him? Well, I, uh, I, I think what I have been impressed by, uh, about, about this young man is the fact that he is not timid in regards to this golf course, and more importantly, the, the powerful, legendary names that will be playing in this event. He's gone up to Phil Mickelson, asked him for advice, and ended up playing a few holes with him in practice round. He's gone up to Tiger Woods, played nine holes with him. Ben Crenshaw, nine holes with him. Tom Watson, played a practice round with him. Uh, he, he is just, he's not scared of anybody. <laughs> so I, I give him an A for, for effort in that arena. Um, I, I would be I would be surprised, very very surprised, if he's playing on the weekend. Uh, Link is his biggest adversary. Um, doesn't hit it very far. He kind of maxes out at around 250. Uh, but he, a lot of people say he's got a world class short game. So you know, if that's clicking, he's making a lot of pars, and he can hover around, you know, one or two over. Who knows? He might be playing on the weekend. Well, let's run down some more Americans here because we covered the international field in the segment just before you. Uh, Keegan Bradley, Ricky Fowler. Zach Johnson, Brant Snedeker, what's your feeling on these guys? Uh, Keegan Bradley, I'm really liking right now. Four top tens heading into this event. Um, obviously knows how to win a major championship. He, I talked to him today, um, and we ran the, the uh, conversation interview on uh, Live from the Masters. He seems like he's much more prepared for this, his second Masters than he was last year. And last year, he, didn't ha- he did not have a bad out. He finished tied for 27th, and again, his very first Masters. He leans on Phil, who knows this golf course very, very well, and knows obviously how to win here as a multiple winner. Um, I'm very keen on Keegan Bradley. I do think he is going to be in the mix on Sunday afternoon. And we can't forget, we've just got about a minute left, Todd. Uh, Matt Kuchar, and um, how about Bubba? Could he repeat? I think Bubba can. I mean, I, an interesting comment from Bubba today. I asked him, I was the last person to interview him, by the way, before he teased it up for real. And I asked him, you're hours away from teeing it up as a defending Masters champion. How do you feel? He said, I don't feel like the Masters champion now. I turned my green jacket in. This is what he told me. I turned my green jacket in a couple of weeks ago, and as of now, I am not a Masters winner. I want to go out and earn this victory. I don't feel privileged. And that showed me a side of hunger that I rarely see out of Bubba Watson, and I really, really was impressed by that. So I think he's in a good place mentally. We'll see how his game matches that mental 
um, belief as well. All right, Todd. Well, we'll let you go back to work. Thanks so much, Todd Lewis. Watch him tonight on the Golf Channel at 7 o'clock. And Jeff Shane, we've got a short version of the Golf Insiders tonight due to a little UCF baseball. Mm-hmm. But it was a pleasure having you in the house. And who's Thank your you. pick? Well, I, I think that you can't go against Tiger considering that he wins, at least this year, he's won everywhere that he's really comfortable and familiar, and Augusta National is one of those half-dozen courses. If it's not him, I'm saying Phil Mickelson or Justin Rose. I'm going Justin Rose and Adam Scott. What do you think about that? I'd like to see him win this for the Aussies, especially after what happened last year at the British. He's a good guy. Absolutely, and and I think that... uh, He's probably going to be the one that does it, whether it's this year or not. All right. We're out of here. The Masters this weekend. We're out of here. Bye-bye.